Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, A Victorious Life, Discipline My Time, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on January 21st, 2018. Well, I want to ask you a question. How do we know, how do we know what time it is? You know, and immediately your thoughts are probably thinking, well, I just kind of look at my phone or I look at my watch. But, but I, I'm not talking about time in the essence of a clock or in the essence of, of days or hours. But how do we know it's our time? How do we know what time it is? See, how do we know what we are to do in this time? What we are to do in this moment that we live in? See, time is such a, a, an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Because typically we, we, we measure it by hours and days and years. But see, God does it differently. See, time isn't consolidated into this little box for God. God doesn't see time the same way we do. The Bible teaches us something a little different about our time and how we manage it and the things that we do with the time that God has given us. In your notes there, I've kind of given you a little list and it's going to be up here on the screen here. I'm sharing a little bit about myself with you, all right? So don't judge me too much in this. Give me a little bit of grace here. Um, so, we, we manage our time, right? And so for me personally, what I do is I get out my Google calendar and, and, and for, for me to do the things that I believe I need to do for God to, to manage my time well, to, to discipline my time, I, I set blocks uh, for various things. And, and within those blocks, I set priorities. And, and as I look at my week and I look at my schedule and my time and my meetings and all the things that, that I believe God has called me to do in this life, I kind of just pull it into this calendar that we call a Google calendar and I manage that time in such a way. And as I looked at my, my life and as I was praying through these passages this week and just really thinking about my time and the time that God has given me, I realized some very specific things and how I believe I should prioritize my time. And so I thought, well, you know what? I should probably kind of look at, do I really practice what I preach in regards to my time. And so I, I just kind of separated it and I took out the eight hours of sleep because if any of you know me, I, I like to go to sleep. You know, I, I go to bed early. You know, nine o'clock is like way past my bedtime. And uh, so take out the eight hours and we have about 112 hours in a seven day week, right? And you minus the eight hours, it gives us about 112 hours to do the things that we do. Well, for me, most of my hours during a work week are consistent of work and ministry. And you can tie, for me, you can tie the two together because, you know, I, I'm a pastor. And so I meet with people in the mornings and in the day and, and in the evenings and throughout the week. So on average, about 60 hours a week. And so that's reflected a, a of my priority, you know, because I give most of my time to, to my work and my ministry. Well, second comes my family. 
I realize that, you know, I get to, we eat dinner together as a family almost every night. Uh, my kids are older now, so my son doesn't live with us, so he doesn't get to eat dinner with us every night. But growing up, my kids and I, we always made it a point to have a meal together. That was our priority. And so, so right about now in our life, we have about 21 hours because we try and go to dinner once a week, you know, get my son and my daughter together, and we go to dinner together as a family. And so I spend about 21 hours a week with my family, and that includes my wife, of course, she's my family, so I have to date her often, you know, spend time with her and uh, love on her a little bit. And then in the midst of that, um, I started to realize that uh, um, I've got a personality that kind of likes to play. You know, I, I like to have fun. I play games. If you invite me to play football, baseball, anything, even if I don't know how to play it, I'll go play it. I, love, I just love to be active. And so entertainment, you know, movies, whatever, uh, about 17 hours of my week goes towards that. On average, of course. Then I looked at my personal time of, of worship and that, that kind of moves aside the aspect of ministry too because spiritually I have to stay healthy, right? I mean, don't you believe that? I mean, we minister to others, but we can't minister to others if we're not healthy ourselves, right? So, so I, I spend about seven hours a week on average, plus or minus, sometimes less, sometimes more um, in personal worship, you know, just me and God, you know, one-on-one time. And then the fifth thing is, is exercise. I'm pretty athletic. You know, I like to think I am anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I spend about seven hours a week um, exercising in one way or the other, whether it's in the gym or at home. I have a treadmill that I run on. And so that's pretty much what my week looks like in reflection to priorities. And what I realized, and, and I had a friend kind of share this with me uh, many years back, um, being a young father, you know, and, and just starting a family and uh, had a small business at the time. And uh, I was pretty busy, you know, and, and I used that word a lot with people. I would always tell them, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm really super busy because not only do I got to manage this business and, and do my thing through the day, I have to come home and there's usually like paperwork. It was a small business. So I worked out of my house and, and there's paperwork that I got to do. And then I've got kids at home and, and I got to do this. And I, you know what? I was telling my friend, I said, you know what? I just really can't find a balance in my life right now. I really just can't balance all of the things, you know, and then, then he kind of drew this picture for me of, of one of those guys, you know, those, those, uh, you know, the circus guys that they get the plates and they spin them on a stick, you know, and they've got about 20 plates going and they got them all spinning. And, and he says, is that what you kind of feel like that you got to spin all of these plates? And I said, yeah, kind of so. But, but my problem is I can't even get the first one spinning. Yeah. And he says, well, let me help you a little bit. He was a, an older gentleman and he was, he was mentoring me at the time and, and we'd have coffee every now and then. And I love this guy too on a kind of a side note. He would, he would bring a piece of paper and he had this for every person that he met with. And every time he met with you, he would actually write down some of the things that we shared. And so the next time we'd meet, he'd go back to him and he'd say, hey, how are you doing in these areas? And I just thought that was kind of cool. But, but the thing that he told me that day that, that has impacted my life and that has changed me personally in the essence of my time and my priorities and the things that I believe God wants to do in my life. He just simply said this. He says, you will never find balance. You can never spin 20 plates. He says, you can't do that. He says, but what you can do is that you can be intentional with your time. He says, you can make a list of priorities 
in your life that you believe God wants you to do and fulfill and be intentional about working towards those things. You can be intentional about ministry. You can be intentional about family. You can be intentional about spending entertainment time. You can do some of these things and you can be very intentional. And this is where the struggle came in. This is where the tension and all of that came in. Is he simply told me this. He said, but I will tell you this. Even as intentional as you think you are being, you will sacrifice something. Do you believe that? See, what happens in life, because we all have the same amount of time, we all have the same hours in a day, the same days in a week, the same days in a year. What happens is that that we misplace our priorities and we sacrifice things. But even when we have everything right, even when we have that intentionality, we have to realize there are some things in this life that we will have to sacrifice because we cannot spin every plate. So the question that I have for us this morning is as I ask the question, how do we know what time it is? How do we know what we should be doing in this very moment, in this day, in this age, at this time, on this Sunday? What should we be doing? I want us to look at a a, a passage before we get into our main verses this morning. And we're going to be in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, if you want to mark your Bibles there. But I want you to hear what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, and it's going to be up on the screen here for you. Paul says this, he says, For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation... I have helped you. And he says this, Behold, now, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. See, as we go on this journey of discovery for a victorious life, we have to understand that God has given us all time. You and I have the the same amount of time. Now, Now, when our time ends, we don't know. But in this moment today, we know that we have a day of salvation. In this moment, we know that that we have been given this time with a purpose and a plan. And God wants us to use this time for his glory, for his honor. See, but the key here is that it takes discipline. It takes intentionality. It takes us to to kind of set our minds on the things above, set our, our minds on the heavenly. And then it takes us, we have to and we must, we must discipline that time. We must make time for God. See, disciplining our time is an important thing in our lives. In our passage today, we're going to get kind of an overview overview of what it looks like and hopefully to discover how to live with a biblical mindset of using the time that we have been given to glorify and honor God, to discipline our time for the glory of God. See, it's important that we understand this. It's important we know what we need to do in this moment. See, just like the video that we saw earlier, I believe now is the time. Now is the time to worship God. Now is the time to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Today, in our time, more than any other time, we need Jesus Christ in our lives. 
But if we're going to do that, we have to reset our priorities. We have to make sure that our priorities are not our priorities, but they're God's priorities. The things that God desires for us. The, the things that God has called us to do. and The things that God has called us to become. And the only way to do that, really to understand that, is to get in the presence of God, right? Isn't that true? Don't you think? I heard this last week. I was listening to a pastor and he said it perfectly. He says, he asked the audience, he's talking to a big crowd of people and he, and he shares a passage out of Isaiah. And he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And he asked the audience, he says, so, so do you want to hear my opinion on that? And at first the audience is really quiet and, and then he says, no, really, do you want to hear my opinion on that? And then of course the audience says, yeah, you know, tell us. He says, no, you don't want to hear my opinion on that. You, you, you want to hear God's thoughts on that. It should be God's ideas, God's thoughts, God's commands. That's what you should be listening for. So as we open up this passage in Deuteronomy, let's bow our heads and let's bow our hearts and let's ask God to speak to us. Father, we thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. Lord, we truly believe that now is the time that you've brought us to this place. You've brought us to this moment. Lord, you've orchestrated and allowed things to happen in our life that have led us to this place, to this moment, to this time. And we believe, as, as Paul shares with us, that today is the day of salvation. Today is a day that we proclaim the name of Jesus and that we share it with the world around us. Father, but we don't always know how to do that. Father, sometimes our, our priorities and our mindset gets a little confused and, and out of whack and we start to focus on ourselves. So this morning, my prayer, Lord, is that you would speak to us. That you would help us to realign our priorities so that they are your priorities. Lord, that, that we would seek the things that you would have us to seek after. Lord, that we would, we would share and, and desire and hope for and live for the things that you want for us. Lord, teach us this morning what you would have us to do to live this life, to live this victorious life that you've offered us and to do it all in Jesus' name and all for your glory. Amen. Well, we're in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we're going to look at the first nine verses. And it's a familiar passage to a lot of people. It's the great commandment, and uh, it's, a, it's a prayer of Moses. And I think it really shares a lot with us about um, disciplining our time. So starting in verse 1, you ready? It says, Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules, that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your sons and your son's son, by keeping all the statutes and his commandments, which I commanded you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. 
And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as fontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The heart of this passage is simply that we love God. Simply that we love God with all of that, all that we are, that we give him all our time, all our energy, all our effort, everything that we are, everything that we have, we love God with it. But I want you to note something here. I want you to note that, that this isn't a request. I want you to note that this is a command. And because of this, because of this command, because of what M- Moses is teaching the people, what he's teaching us, we are to worship God and we are to make time for God. See, I, I think it's, it's probably our, our greatest struggle in life in our humanity and as a, as a people to, to make time for God because we get busy, right? Life gets crazy and, and we have sports and we have athletics and we have fun and we have family and we have this and we have that. And then all of a sudden before you know it, oh, God, yeah, that's right. Kind of forgot about you this week. Sorry about that. See, the reality is that, that we forget and we lose sight of and we, we lose focus and we end up, end up sacrificing the things that are the more, more important, the things that God tells us to do. See, by making time for God, we create intimate moments with God. We create a, a, a journey of discovery, a journey of understanding and knowledge and knowing this God that created us to love him. See, I want to offer us a couple of things here this morning to help us to be intentional with our time. And the first thing is simply make time to learn. Be intentional about taking the time to learn. He starts off right away in verse one here and he says, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, to take hold of this life that God is promising you. Here is the command. Understand the things that God wants for you. Have you ever led something? Have you ever done something, taught somebody something? Now, in those moments, as you think about those moments when you, you've given the opportunity to lead someone or to host something or to, to, to facilitate something, whatever terminology you want to use, you're actually teaching these individuals. You're, you're influencing them in a way. You're helping them to better understand whatever you're showing them. But I think sometimes what we don't realize is that the hostess always learns the mostess, Right? Think about that. Think about that. When you host something, when you help somebody with something, you you have to make the time to learn and understand it, don't you? 
You, you take the steps to kind of discover so that way when, when you bring people together and you help them to understand whatever you're helping them to understand, you've already learned some things. So you make time to help. You make time to learn. See, and as followers of Jesus Christ, the more time that we spend with God, the more time that we take to learn about God and discover the, the true heart and character of God, that's when we get the mostest. <laughs> See, that's when we discover who God truly is. We learn the heart of God, the character of God, and we have a better understanding. You know what this is called in the church language? This is just called discipleship. It's called being a disciple. It's learning about God, learning and discovering who Jesus Christ is who this God that created us is. It's, it's simply just called discipleship. But you know what discipleship takes? The most important element of, of discipleship? The most valuable piece of discipleship? Do you know what that is? Time. Thank you. It takes time. You know, in our, in our church right now, we have a, a bunch of adults that are discipling our students. And you know what the most critical piece of that is again? It's that they're taking the time to meet with our students and they're pouring into them. And it's so cool to see because as you see these, these students, they're just so excited to meet with these old people. <laughs> you know? It's like, I wish my kids were that excited to hang out with me, you know? It's like, it's like yeah, I get to hang out with Miss Janice. You know, yeah, I get to hang out with Miss Michelle. I'm like, wow, I wish they were that excited about me. But I think the value comes in the time, don't you? I mean, think about it. For, for a young person to, to know that someone is willing to give them their time, someone is willing to, to take some moments out of their life to hang out with them, there's a value in that. See, Moses prays this prayer here. And it's, it's a very specific prayer. And he calls on the people. And he tells them to do some very specific things. But then in Psalm 90, he prays another prayer. And this is an important prayer. Psalm 90, verse 12. Moses prays this. He says, so teach us, O Lord. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So that we may understand the time that you have given us and that we may discipline it in a way that we understand and know what you want us to do with it. See, that wisdom is God's wisdom. That wisdom is an understanding and knowing what God desires for our lives and how he wants us to live them. See, the idea here is to understand that today is a day that we have been given. Today we have been blessed. Did you wake up this morning? And you don't have to answer out loud. This is a rhetorical question. Did you wake up this morning and say, thank you, Jesus, for another day? Hey, thank you, Jesus, that, that I'm breathing today and that breath comes from you. I know it's easy to kind of lose sight of that. I know it's easy to kind of forget that because we wake up in the morning and we usually cry out, where's my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my breakfast? I'm hungry. 
Yeah, what are my priorities? You know, I got to have my coffee first, right? <laughs> you know, Moses is reminding us here, God, teach us to value those days that you've given us and help us to, to be wise with them. Help us to discipline them in a way that honors you. I want you to listen to what he says is the command here about learning about the things that God wants us for us. In verse 2 in our passage, Deuteronomy 6, verse 2, he says that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I, when I read that, I think to myself, okay, God, God wants me to reverence him. God wants me to, to, to be in fear of him and, and hold him and lift him up in a holy way so that not only I would have this value on God, but my, my children and their children's children and their children's children would have this value and it all comes out of me honoring him by keeping his statute, by understanding his will for my life. See, but that's where I stop. Because in every moment, I don't always understand what God's will is for my life. In every moment, I don't always understand why I'm in this moment. What time is it? So how do we know God's will for our lives? How do we know what he wants from us? How do you know what God wants from you? Well, fortunately, we have his word. And I want, I want to promise you this. He, he wants your time. I think of anything, he, he wants the time that he's given you. He wants it back. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 16 and 18, it says, Rejoice always. He says, Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the, what? Will of God. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus. For who? For you. Rejoicing equals loving God. Praying equals intimacy with God. Thanking equals time with God. See, and you add all of these together and you will get the perfect will of God. What does God want for you? What is his will for you? For you to spend time with him. For you to give him your time. For you to grow with him. See, and as we give God our time, we'll begin to do the following We'll make time to learn and then we'll learn to love God. Have you ever thought about that? Learning to love God? What comes to your mind when I say that? Learn to love God. How do I learn to love God? Verses four and five. Here's the prayer. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your might. I don't know if you, you think this or not or if you believe it or if you've even heard this before, 
But do you realize or do you know or do you think that love is a choice? Or would you more reference it to maybe, you know, Cupid's arrow? <laughs> like I could, I could use Cupid every now and then because sometimes I don't feel like loving. <laughs> See, love is a choice. And I, I don't know about you, but, but I, I need to learn how to love. Not, not, not only God, but I need to learn how to love you. See, if I, I'm going to love God with all my heart and all of my mind and all of my might, if I'm going to fulfill the greatest commandment, I'm not just going to do it of my own accord. I'm not that smart. I'm not that willing at times. I, I need to learn how to love. I need to discover how I am to love. See, because if I love you the way I've learned to love growing up and taking some of my background, I'm not going to love you very well. My love is going to be selfish and self-centered and it's going to be focused around me. It's going to be all about me, in fact. So, so, so don't you think if love is a choice and we are given a command here to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, everything that you are, all of your might, wouldn't it make sense that we learn how to do that? That we would go on a journey of discovering, well, how do I love God with all my heart? What does that look like? Well, in part, it's just simply you giving yourself completely to God. And when I say completely, I, I mean completely from A to Z, in every aspect of your life. It means that, that every portion of your priorities that we talked about, everything that you'd fill in the blank there on your, on your list there of what's important to me, where I'm going to be intentional, that every part of that includes God. See, because if you listen to the passage here, listen to what he says. He says, you shall teach them. You shall talk of them. You shall bind them. You shall write them. You shall teach them. You shall talk of them. You shall bind them and you shall write them. See, every part of this prayer, every aspect of what Moses is telling us here in this commandment is to discipline our lives in a way that everything is about God. When we play, we play in Jesus' name. <laughs> and I kind of have to tell some of the guys in our church that too when we play football because they get a little rowdy. <laughs> Ladies, you're not much better. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, bind them. Write them. Talk about them. Do everything in Jesus' name. Learn to love God in every area of your life. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. He says, look carefully then how you walk. Pay attention to what you're doing. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of your time. Because the days are evil. 
What do you hear when, when he says that? Make the best use of your time because the days are evil. What, what, do you, what is he saying to you? What, what is God saying in that? I just want you to kind of think about that for a second. Make the best use of your time because the days are evil. I just, go, go ahead. There you go. That's a great answer. I'm not going to give you an answer. I just want you to chew on that a little bit. I want you to kind of feel the tension of that. Make the best use of our time because the days are evil. See, when we remember what God has done through us, for us through Jesus Christ, understanding this great love that he has already given to us, regardless of who we think we are, regardless of what we have done, when you think about this love that God has showered upon us, and we, we sang a, a song just before I came up and it talked about the cross and how we remember the cross and how we can't forget it. And, and there's an important aspect of that because that's the love that was shown for you and I on that cross. The Bible teaches us that, that no greater love is shown than that a man would lay his life down for another man. See, that's what Jesus did. He showed this love. He taught us how to love. And because of this love, it says in Ephesians 5.1, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Make time to learn Learn to love God. So what time is it? <laughs> well, I say it's time for salvation. I'd say it's time for us to take every moment that we have to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to be imitators of this love, to share this love. You know, my, in my house, we use this term that we, we love to love. Have you, have you ever, have you, you love to love? I, I think about that little kind of cheesy phrase that I made up. Love to love. Do you love to love? Do you look at your spouse? Do you look at your children? Do you look at your parents? Do you look at your family? Do you look at your coworkers and say, I love to love them? That's not normal, is it? <laughs> it's not something we just do, is it? But let me offer you this. Love to love God. Love to love God. And what I mean by this is simply this, and it's reflective of what we do or try to do in our family when we say love, we love to love each other. So what we do is we, we put their needs in front of our own. It's their way instead of my way. The joy that we bring in honoring each other is the joy that we get from our love. See, when we learn to love God, we, we get to understand his character and we know who he is. And then we love to honor him through, by, through obeying his commands, by understanding the things that he has for us and the desires that he has for us. And we begin all of a sudden to love to love God. And this life that we start to live, it becomes a victorious life because it's lived for God. 
we become imitators of God. And we begin to not only love God, but we begin to love each other. See, I'm only going to love you well if I love God well. God is what makes the difference. Love God more, and I guarantee you, you'll love others better. Well, I want to just end with this. The end of Deuteronomy chapter 6. He tells us this. He says, The Lord our God commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear him so he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord our God has given us. Well, what are these commands? What are these commands? It's up to you to find out. It's up to you to get into God's word, make time to learn, and learn to love. Those commands, God's word, the things that he's given us, they're for each and every one of us here this morning. But I will tell you this, before you go away from here this morning, just as Paul says, remember, today is a day of salvation. Today we have hope. Today we have been given Jesus Christ. Today our mercies are new. Grace is upon us and peace is with us. Today is the day of salvation. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we, we would ask that, that as we open up your word, as we seek to discover the things that you have for us, Father, the things that you are calling us to do and to become, Lord, that, that you would help us to be obedient to your commands all the days of our lives, Father. No matter what time you've given us, Lord, that we would take today knowing that we have it, that it is in front of us and it is before us, Father, that we would take today and we would discipline our lives in a way that we would use our time to bring you glory, to proclaim your salvation, to proclaim your hope through Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we lift up our hands to you this morning and we worship you and we thank you so much for the love that you showed us on the cross. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the grace and the mercy that you've offered us through this precious gift that we call salvation. Lord, we know and we understand that that gift is free. It's not about what we can do, but it's about what you have already done for us. The love that was shown to us. Lord, I pray that today that we would re-evaluate our priorities in this life. Lord, that we would truly look and, and that, Lord, you would help to search our hearts, Father, that we would discover the things that, that just aren't your priorities, that just aren't the things that you would be having us to do in this life, Father. And that we would be intentional about making your priorities ours. Lord, that we would share these things with the world around us, that we would teach our children, that we would point our friends and our family to you, that we would help others, that we would have it written all over our walls in our house. Father, that everywhere we go, everything that we do, 
We do it all for your glory. Lord, our time is truly your time. And Lord, help us to live in reflection of that. Help us to know and understand what time it truly is. Lord, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your grace. And Lord, thank you for today. It truly is a blessing. We love you and we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.